an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on and flashed. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. Happy Halloween, girls and ghouls. This is the. Halloween, Hapalooza. I'm here with my co-host, Nolan Tuck. I'm Stacy Glover. And our other co-host, guest, editor, Melanie. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Cinema Parlor. How's everybody doing? Great. How are you? Ah, I'm doing great, man. You know, it's Halloween season, spooky season, whatever y'all want to call it. We're drinking drinks. We're talking spooky things that's right so on this episode of cinema parlor the inmates are running the asylum two episodes ago Mm -hmm. melanie told a story a spooky story what is the update on that okay so just to briefly update there was a man in a hospital that my grandmother worked at and he had seen a demon on another person's shoulders and he Um, was an indigenous person. He moved some stones that he had been carrying and he said it was for protection and warding off evil spirits and entities. Mm -hmm. And this man who had the pain was relieved. Well, I found out, I called my mother and I asked her, I was like, do you remember grandma telling this? And also I brought up the Jaws thing. I said, hey, do you remember when JT and you tried to convince me that you were the leading actress or like the first one that died in Jaws? She (laughs) cackled at me. And she goes, that was so funny. <laughs> you just believed it. Mom, it was funny. That's the reason to have kids. Is I, to it was them amazing. things are not real. Okay. She got you good. There were several stories grandma would tell about that place. And she was like, that was real. And she goes, it was that room. They quit using that room. She's like, it was a real thing. Uh-huh. That that room, anybody that was in there, they would start seeing things, hearing things. People that were detoxing just wouldn't detox. So it wasn't just an entity that he cleared out. He, she was like, no, that guy got better. Then they moved him out of that room. But it was, that room was just like messed up. They started using it for strictly storage. That's that's some creepy stuff right yeah. there. Yeah. And there was another story she brought up. Down in like a lower uh, floor of this area that my grandmother worked in, the clinic, there was a, like a big... Um, storage closet that they would walk into and there would be like like gauze and different things that she needed for patients mm. um, supply closet there was a ghost of a little girl that would stay in that closet she never did anything bad and I remember my grandma talking about this as well but my mom brought it up again uh, she never did anything bad she was very playful like a little kid and one nurse had started working during like one of my grandma's shifts it was a new younger nurse she saw that little girl and she quit Cause she got so freaked out. She was like, I can't, that's, I can't do this. Like this is so creepy. And my, my grandma being the weirdo that she is, she was like, oh no, she's nice. <laughs> but she would just like, the woman who had just started, cause what she told my grandma, who then told my mother, um, the woman walked into that supply closet and she just saw a full apparition of a little kid. And she thought it was an actual little kid. And she did the thing like in movies where she went up and she was like, hello. And then she saw that it, it wasn't right. Yep. And she was like, 
and just like hightailed it out and I was like, nope, I quit. I'm out of here. Immediately. Huh? Nolan, is that what you would do? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm 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 out of here forever. Yeah. Never coming back. That's fair. Good luck to everyone. But I just wanted to update real yeah, quick. Not no. that anybody really cared, but I I thought that was pretty creepy. I think that's a, a yeah. A good a good story. I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Well done. Okay. Well, I guess we should start by what's everybody drinking today? Stacy? I am having Samuel Smith Old Brewery Tadcaster, a Taddy Porter. It's a famous Taddy Porter, and it is quite tasty. It's a hell of a name. Yeah, it's... Um, What's the percentage on that? Uh, I don't know if it says on here. I'm going to guess 5 or 6-ish percent, Okay. since it's a, a porter. Um, and then for backup... Oh, you have a second beer as well. Of course I have a second beer. Yes. You idiot. Mm. What was I thinking? Uh, Boulevard Steep Drop. It's a nitro cold brew milk stout brewed with fair trade small batch coffee. What are you drinking, Nolan? So I've got a Blue Moon Iced Coffee Blonde. And, uh, this is my first time trying this one. And I will say that if, uh... Anybody out there likes a, a coffee beer? This is a very solid choice. What kind of notes? Uh, how does it speak to you? The flavor. I had a sip of that. I Again, I don't like beer. I've said it before. Mm-hmm. That is delicious. What would you pair with it? I will say with this one, it has uh, one of the better after, like coffee aftertastes. Of and it any smells of the like coffee. coffee. Yeah. It kind of sticks with you in like a good way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It, it'd be very nice with any type of cake or muffin i would i would suppose so yeah melanie what are you having i'm gonna call this i just made this guys i was pouring stuff into a cup because i had to make a drink up so i don't really have a name so i'm just gonna call it the headless horseman because i feel like i lost my head (laughs) is it mrs or mr mcgillicuddy's apple pie mr mr mcgillicuddy's apple pie whiskey and i just poured a little shooter into a glass put a little bit of cherry juice and some old-fashioned cherry cola that I had. Mm-hmm. It is delicious. It is a treat. It's very good. I, we we You tried my drink. Mm-hmm. I tried yours. I will stand by your opinion and say it is fantastic. I didn't know if the cherry and the apple pie would mix, but, man, is it a beautiful marriage. It's it delicious. It is, yeah. So I'm feeling good, guys. We're ready to go. Okay, well, uh, so we've got a special episode today. Especially in that Stacey's the ringleader, which is terrifying. Hey, hey, hey. I'm going to shut up at this point. I've picked many, many good films to talk about. You have. And this is this is all you, so take us away. You guys are making me do this for one. Second. Making? I, I'm pretty sure this was your idea. Was Halloween Hullabaloo. Okay. So we're going to talk about all things Halloween. This is a freeform discussion. Uh... You each will get two minutes to discuss each subject. I'm just kidding. But if you talk over one another, I will mute your mic. Ha ha ha. Anyways, so we're going to cover ground that we probably covered before, but not with the exact same people. So to get it started, Melanie, what's your favorite Halloween candy? When I was younger, because I'm saying when I was actually trick-or-treating, the thing that I really enjoyed, because it was kind of a rare thing, is whenever you would get the oh is it what is it like the the bubblegum suckers the big ones like blow pops yeah it was like a blow pop with the bubblegum in the middle yeah because it was 
they were really big, big suckers. Not like the dum dums, because everyone. Are those out... the ones with like the chocolate, like the lollipop? Those are Tootsie Pops. That's Tootsie you, Pops. You lick it, you get yeah. the gum at Blow the middle. Blow Pop is with the bubble gum. Tootsie Pop is with the Tootsie Roll. I didn't like Tootsie Pops. Mm. I preferred the Blow Pops, and I I am more of like a chocolate, mm-hmm. like sweets person. I prefer a chocolate candy like over a fruity candy. But I always enjoyed a Blow Pop. It was just my favorite. Because if mm-hmm. you can get those, you were getting the little dum-dum suckers. Mystery flavored. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like Banks give? Yeah. <laughs> you I, like candy corn and uh, what, what's the Smarties? The little sugars okay. that people make I, necklaces out of? I, I hate candy corn. Okay. Smarties, I don't mind. They're not my preferred. I don't mind Smarties now. I used to hate them when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I don't mind them now. I prefer sweet tarts. Our friend Kendra, she loves Smarties. <laughs> she would. But uh, as a kid, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. That's the right answer. Um, Nolan won this round. Okay, I guess I had a no, Because that would be but, my pick. But, but, as an adult, I prefer Reese's. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't fit. I still love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mm-hmm. But now my favorite is, for some reason, Peanut M&M's. Those are my, those are my go-to candy now. How do you feel about Peanut Butter M&M's? Still like them. They're really good. They're, they are really good. Do you guys like Peanut Butter M&M's or Reese's Pieces more? I'm going to say peanut butter M&M's for me. I like Reese's Pieces. I hate when people call them Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. I like Reese's Pieces the most. When you think about Reese's Pieces, is it E.T.? Is that the thing that everybody thinks about? I I feel like when we were younger, like, I I always thought, like, that's the E.T. candy. Sure. Because they did make it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the reason I I choose the peanut butter M&M's is just because there's more filling in them. Mm -hmm. Like, Uh they're bigger. But I like Reese's Pieces. Like, they're good. I know that they don't actually taste any different, but the Reese's Pumpkins and the Reese's Bats are my absolute favorite, and I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I like those too. Um, any, like, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, like, even when I was a kid, like, that was my go-to. If you got, like, one of those, like, the single-wrapped ones, mm-hmm. it's, like, in the full size. The chocolate, okay. More so filling. Let's talk sure. about this, okay? Mm-hmm. Normal Reese's, you have, it's a little harder on the the sides the right. ridges yep. the top and bottom are usually like really soft yeah. i feel like the pumpkins and the bats it's soft mm-hmm. all over yeah. and i like that i gotta say also uh even though this is not halloween themed the christmas uh trees. the christmas trees and especially the easter eggs mm-hmm. i could eat those for days those yeah. are my favorite but yeah because they're bigger so there's more filling yeah more peanut butter yeah yeah all right stacy favorite halloween time song for me, mm. my favorite like song to listen to around Halloween is Black Number One by Typo Negative. I don't know why, but it just it gets me in the mood for Halloween. And then like I, I also enjoy the Anything by Rob Zombie during this time and All Hollows Eve EP by AFI. It also makes me think of the Halloween times. Sure. What about you guys? Whew, man. We'll get you in the mood. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to name some stuff that's probably obscure to a lot of people, so I'm sorry. Because you're so smart. Well, I just, I listen to... All those smarties you eat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a Swedish band named Catatonia. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, they're a band I quite enjoy. There's one in particular called Liberation I quite like. I guess I didn't know uh, they were a Swedish band. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, they've been around for quite a while. They've released a number of albums. They're still working. Uh, they released a new record, I think, earlier this year, actually. But uh, they're a band I quite enjoy. Uh, 
Also, if I'm if I'm being funny, if I like ridiculous, um, I'll put on some uh, Cradle of Filth or Ghost in the Fog. Mm. <laughs> but you actually like Cradle. I don't. I'm, I know. I I would say like Nolan now looks at them because I think Cradle was always like I think they were a band that never took themselves seriously. Right. Like they're they're talented. But it musicians. seems like their fans probably right. do. Yes. So like I would say when I was like a teenager. I was like, yeah, this is heavy. This is dark, heavy shit, man. But now it's like, you know, I, I look at it as more fun, fun, funny type thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically a band that is, quote unquote, making fun of the black metal scene while themselves trying to be melodic black, black metal. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I have fun listening to like that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So I don't know. For me, it's the Misfits, but specifically Famous Monsters, that album. It's like everything is referencing old horror films, like especially Universal stuff. It's You can listen to that whole thing all the way through. There's no skippers. Melanie has a great mix of songs from uh, scary movies. Mm-hmm. It's always a lot of bangers on there. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't say, I listen to my playlist the most, but that is probably, I have a playlist of horror film scores. I have a playlist of kitty Halloween songs that I really love that it's so yeah. stuff. I also find Iron Maiden, um, most of their stuff is kind of horrifically themed and I enjoyed that a mm-hmm. lot. Um, Fear of the Dark, excellent. I also really enjoy, I know it's a later day Maiden, but it's when Bruce Dickerson's back with the band, Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. I love that music video and song. It's really good. Very nice. All good choices. The last couple I'll throw out, uh, Nine Inch Nails, The Fragile, that album I love listening to this time of year. And then also a band called Swans, basically any of their records. Mm-hmm. So they're just some... I know there's tons more, yeah, but I'm I not... to so yeah. many soundtracks and stuff. Sure. Like, honestly, that's mostly what I pull. I mean, we just covered Manhunter, and I've been listening to the Manhunter soundtrack a lot. I think it's great. The Keep. I have someone yeah. made me a copy of the Keep soundtrack. I've been listening to that a lot. I don't know. There's a lot of, like, electronic music. Too much to name, so just, like... But, like, that really gets me. I, I, I listen to that a lot. The thing I don't know about Nolan, guys, is it, we've talked about how many films he has. He also has an insane amount of music. He has a big catalog. So for him to like go through all of this, it would be an entire podcast. I'm a little mad and joyous at the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Because you're going to listen to this back and be like, damn it. Like, why didn't I name this, this, and that? Nick Cave is a great one. I can't believe I didn't say that. Because I do listen to a lot of Nick Cave. I wanted to not name too much to leave the air open for discussion. Mm -hmm. What do you have next? What is your guys' favorite monster? Movie monster. What is your favorite movie monster? For me, my favorite movie monster of all time is King Kong. I think that there is so much of Willis O'Brien's personality put into the animation of that creature. And I think the story, it just, it's a story that I think that people know from birth now. It's one of those things, like, I think everybody, because honestly, how many people today have seen king kong you know honestly like younger people how many people have seen king kong so but everybody knows well king kong falls off the empire state building like you can ask a kid and they know that even though they probably never seen the movie well, honestly it's i of, think most kids if you ask them about the empire state building they'll be like oh king kong mm-hmm. yeah like it's sure just associated. it's one of those like pop 
like things that I think we're just born with ingrained. Like I think everybody now, even if you haven't seen the movie, like you know that like Darth Vader is Luke's father. Mm-hmm. I think King Kong is that type like of is culture. that type of iconography that everybody knows, you know, what King Kong is. And I like every iteration of King Kong. I love, you know, the 70s film, even though it has its flaws. I like that suit. Uh, I love Peter Jackson's King Kong, even though it's probably, you know, 30 minutes to an hour too long. You know, I, I just love King Kong. I love the 60s King Kong with the terrible Japanese suits um, from King Kong Escapes and King Kong vs. Godzilla. So King Kong is my favorite movie monster. Okay. What do you guys got? I am going to cheat. Okay. I, I, I don't cheat know all how the we, time on this I don't, show. Yeah, I don't know how many cheats we get during uh-huh. this, but I'm cheating because I can't. So, I'm going to break this down. My Since I was little, my favorite classic creature is Creature from Black Lagoon. I always felt for Creature. Mm-hmm. Now, when I got a little bit older... It was absolutely Medusa from Clash of the Titans because mm. I, I couldn't believe whenever I read that it wasn't like an actress like slinking around that it was a puppet, a miniature that was manipulated to do this. Blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I love Ray Harryhausen so much. Probably if I had to say it now, Godzilla. Nice. Yeah. Godzilla okay. is like, cause I, I can't even, he's not always a monster, but... Well, it was really close between him and Mothra. He's not Mothra, always a bad monster. No, no, no. True. But, um, yeah, I would say it's a three-way tie between those things. I have to mention all of them because they all are very mm-hmm. important at different points in my life. I think that's fair. All right. Uh, I have a very specific answer, and that is the alien from Alien. Mm-hmm. That is a great answer. If nobody said that, I was going to bring that up because... <laughs> I think it is the greatest design mm-hmm. for a creature ever. I think it's the greatest. I, I, I agree. I think it's the greatest design. It, it's, I think it's, it's a creature when you see it for the first time. It's something that is terrifying. <clears throat> something How? you'll never forget. When did you learn that the first one, that's a guy in a suit? Yeah, I mean, that's. Because that's crazy. Probably, it's... yeah, way at, a little bit. I mean, I, it would have been after I saw that movie. Oh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, I. Absolutely. It's I mean, crazy. as much as I like, love Godzilla, the alien in Alien is the best guy in a suit. Giger is a genius, mm-hmm. and like, how much? Just Ridley like, just let him. What he does with that design, like it's it's violent, it's sexual, and it's terrifying. So look at it. So scan your eyes over it. It's very angular but smooth. <clears throat> yes. It's like. The tail yeah. is pointed, its body, there's yeah. all these ridges, and then the yeah. head is elongated, obviously highly sexual every end right. of it. And, and it's not just that. Like, you have the face hugger, which right. is like ball sacks and a vagina with spider legs sure. and a tail. Mm-hmm. And then you have the the chest burster, which is a penis with metal teeth. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, the thought, that's still like freaks me out is if you're someone that's trying to fight against that alien the thought that how am i going to kill this thing because if i puncture it it's just going to bleed out acid on me Mm -hmm. like all that combined 
Which just like, is something anytime you're watching Alien and Aliens, anytime someone takes a shot at it, you're like, oh, especially Aliens, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah this Aliens way back, is you're like, the worst oh. with that because like, yeah, yeah. Um, Drake's death, oh. it's so good. So, what do you guys think of the other iterations on Aliens? Because I, we all have a deep love for the mm-hmm. alien. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you think of the alien queen and like the warrior aliens in Aliens? Alien queen's the most impressive puppet ever. In yeah. Shit. I mean, yeah. I, I think the Queen Alien is the greatest mm-hmm. visual effect ever committed to film. Yep. The fact that they yep. did that and that she moves like that. Yeah, those first two movies are perfect mm-hmm. in yeah, my they're, mind. They're great movies. Well, well, how do you guys feel about the dog alien from Alien 3? I, I like it. That's another man in a suit mixed mm-hmm. with Rod Puppet, mm-hmm. you know, for the scenes that he's running through the hallways. You know, you, you see that film and the way that they shoot the uh, plates and stuff, it kind of looks like it might be CGI, but it is a rod puppet. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys like that conceptually? I do, and I think it looks painful. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, like, if I'm being honest, I personally don't have a problem with with how the alien looks in any of those movies. Like, even in four? Even in four. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's my favorite by any means, but I don't mind it. I'll just put it that I, way. I don't like... I mean, obviously, like, the alien always looks awesome, but I don't like how they make him look in Resurrection and, like, the video games after where the legs are, like, bent back in an unnatural way. Almost like T-Rex-y. Yeah. Like a raptor more. Yeah, sure. like, yeah. They're, they're kind of bent, like, opposite of what a knee hinge would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they do that to make it look otherworldly like right. this isn't a guy in a suit sure um i think alien covenant did stuff like that too with like the joints and like made it bend in a way which you know the covenant alien is not my favorite but like still just from a design level like the alien always looks good it's a sexy sexy yep. design it's it's sexy and it's terrifying mm-hmm. and that's i i that's something that for me is i will always like grasp on i don't know why but like that just always that mix of Mm -hmm. sexuality and violence is just something that i respond to it gets you going yeah so So, uh, well we we talked so much about nolan's pick melanie so you mentioned creature there's been multiple iterations on the gill man like do you is the classic one i assume is your favorite but how do you feel about Gilman and like monster squad or shape of water where he has other appearances monster squad i it's that's probably the lesser of all of this, but I still love it. But the makeup's so good. No, no, the makeup is cool. Wait, the... isn't that, is that Rick Baker or Stan Winston that does it? I think it's Stan. I think it's Stan that does it. In our last episode, we talked about Tom Noonan, who is Frankenstein's monster in Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Boobies. <laughs> okay, so I, I for me, it, the Monster Squad Gil Man, even though it is cool makeup, it's really cool. That is my least favorite. I do prefer, well, it's, Creature Walks is probably my least favorite, being real. But is that that's the third one? Yes. Where they give him human lungs? Yep. He's very They do away with his gills. Very bulky in that. Yeah. Um Creature, I can't say it enough. That is like watching that with my grandma, that's why I love film as much as I do. That's the seed of all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like lots of things that look cooler and are more conceptually interesting. It's just that's the seed that started it all. So it like holds very sentimental value to me. And I think Shape of Water, it's just like it's very much just like oh because i always rooted for him it's like he he was misunderstood and it's it's very much a frankenstein's monster thing where he's not he's not the monster it's people are are being shitty to him and he lashes out because of that so i think in shape it's very nice to like coax him out of that and like join him yeah so yeah that's really good 
I have an interesting creature story. So when I was a child, when Fox Network was a thing first coming up, they were airing Creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D on television, 88, 89-ish. And you could watch Creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D on your TV. And we did that. And I thought that was very cool. Did your Does your mom like that movie? She, nowadays, she'd probably be like, we never watched that film. I don't remember. She, she denies all. Yeah, she denies everything. No, She's like, your... I didn't buy you aliens when you were 12 years old. Nolan, did your parents get on stuff like that? Did you guys do any of that? Not, not much. I mean, I think we did with more... Other holiday... The Grinch. Yeah, I, I, we absolutely watched that. I, I yeah. remember that. My parents were big fans of, like, the vacation movies. Oh, okay. So, like, mm-hmm. we watched, you know, Christmas Vacation stuff. But Halloween, we did go trick-or-treating, but we it, was, it wasn't... it was Room Reserve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, But I will say, uh, my mom, as I talk to her now, she does... She is not a fan of horror movies whatsoever, but she does have a liking of the original Universal that monster movies. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's an interesting segue because I feel like partly my love for monster films was birthed from the Universal monster movies from watching them on cable TV, uh, be a sci-fi channel. They would do for Halloween. They would do like this is Dracula week. This is Werewolf. Yeah. Week. A lot of people don't know sci-fi channel used to be the shit. So before it was wise. Yeah, before yeah, SY, it was <laughs> sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So, in the spirit of that, what is your guys' favorite universal monster? I'm assuming Melanie, yours this is, is creature. Not fair. Yeah, it's creature. But is there anything else you would like to talk about maybe the sequels? Now, are we or are, is this just is this just the monster or the okay. or what movie? So, is it you're talking about I will sure. say full series. Okay, I'm going to say I think um well damn it, since you said full series that changes it. Okay. I, I how about I this? just think if we Here. do singular movie, that's kind of lazy because I feel like our answers will be very similar. Okay, I think the Invisible Man is probably the most interesting as far as a character and a creature. Mm-hmm. I think it's the most interesting. But it's, just from the the first movie. Yeah. Because he becomes more of a hero character as the series goes on. Yeah. Well, it's not him. It's mm-hmm. well, different I, people I'm that are invisible. I'm ignoring what you said about series. Please. No, that's fair. Answer it however you want. Okay. Well, I, I'm probably just going to give the, uh, the basic bitch answer here. But the Frankenstein series is... Mm-hmm. And the reason, not only I think the first two movies are absolute great pieces of work but i've also seen it's one of the few of the the universes that i've seen a few more of the uh-huh. of the movies and uh i enjoy them i don't think they're as good as the first two but i, I enjoy that series the rest of them i have owned like so with like wolfman of of the original stuff I've, i think i've only seen that original i don't think i've seen any of the universal well, sequels once you get like to wolfman they start doing these house movies of like House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, okay. Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. I definitely think overall Hammer had the better, right? Like more dynamic storytelling. Yeah, their sequels are sure. better. And I would say also that I think that's the same with the Mummy. I've seen the original Mummy, but I don't believe I've seen any of the sequels. I think the sequels are better. And then I will say with the first one, is. Dracula. Yeah. Like last year, we watched. 
uh, was it Daughter of Dracula? Dracula's Daughter. Dracula's Daughter. We watched that one, and I thought that one was I like cool. that more than the first. Agreed. I think the first movie boring. is boring. It has some... The Spanish version. Two good shots. shots. The Spanish sure. version's better. Yeah. So I... I will have to. I'll just go with with uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster is, is Bride your uh, favorite of those? Yeah, Bride is an absolute masterpiece. I, I think Bride's the best Universal horror film. Yeah, I, I'm with that. I agree with you guys on that. Uh, just for diversity and what I loved as a kid was the Wolfman. Uh, I think that while Lon Chaney may be miscast in the part, I think that he's, I think he's good. I I enjoy him, but like the heart of the film for me is Claude Rains. Well, he's even good in that Phantom remake, which is unnecessary because that 20s film is so good. Yeah, but I, I like that. I really like Nolan, have you seen him in That the is Phantom? actually the one that I have not I have not seen Phantom. They, they, they make him more say, sympathetic. Yeah, if you if anyone hasn't seen that, you should watch it. I think that's kind of yeah. a more overlooked universal. It it's there's definitely better Phantom films, but it's very interesting. Okay. It it is better than like Spencer Tracy, Jekyll and Hyde, if you're doing mm-hmm. like you know, old school Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, like these remakes, mm-hmm. you know, in the later, you know, 40s and 50s um, yeah. of those classic films. But yeah, Wolfman for me, and Wolfman is one of the, I mean, Bride, I think, is the first that had an original score. But Wolfman also, like, is one of the early Universal films that actually has, like, an original score. They use a lot of stock sounds. Well, in those first few films, I think... I think Dracula, Frankenstein, and the Mummy, they use uh, Black Swan or Swan Lake. Swan Lake. Swan Lake as like the opening overture. Mm-hmm. So Wolfman has its like own sound. I think Jack Pierce's makeup, while it is improved upon later, I, I think it's interesting and dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I-, I think what really sets like those universal horrors, you know, apart from other things, is German expressionism. Like, all those guys coming over from Germany, you know, before the war starts, you know, because of what is going down. Yep. Uh, And I feel like you guys have, like, peeked into the notes in my brain, because up next, I would like to discuss Hammer Films. mm -hmm. Did you have a thing now? No, I was trying to grab... Oh, trying to grab my brain nuggets. He was reaching Mm -hmm. out almost like Dracula's shadow. (laughs) Nolan, I know that you've been exploring them through the indicator box sets that have been coming out so do you guys have a favorite hammer film uh this was a very important cycle of uh films in the u.s things in the 50s were going to atomic horror which we're not going to discuss as much i think we talked a lot about atomic horror when we did the thing episode Mm -hmm. also i don't think that some of us have seen a ton of atomic horror but uh, that's where American Horror was going. It wasn't really until after Hammer that Roger Corman started doing the American International Pictures. Yeah, and he um, kind of delves back in. He got back into the gothic horror with his Edgar Allan Poe films. But it was really Hammer that kicked off in the 50s mm-hmm. that, you know, like horror, these characters are cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you guys have a favorite Hammer horror? Curse of the Werewolf. It's a, I love that film. I think it's beautiful i think it's it's ollie reed's first film what an interesting way to start off an amazing career and he i just think it's such a i don't know i think there's a lot of subtleties to it and hammer is (laughs) compared to universal hammer like the types of stories they were telling they're more it's just bigger on every level they're more emotional there's a lot of Mm -hmm. interesting like political stuff in them 
Um, but I think that I have to say that's my my favorite overall. I love a lot of Hammer, but that's my favorite. Yes, Curse of the Werewolf, phenomenal film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. Uh, I'll I'll go with a couple because um, I have not seen probably quite as many as you guys. So that's I am trying to catch up on those, but mm-hmm. I've still got a ways to go. Of the ones I've seen. Uh, Brides of Dracula mm-hmm. is absolutely fantastic. I was about to say that instead. Uh, it's so good. And it's, you know, that and then my next... I also am going to mention... I've, I mentioned this in a prior episode, but I really like the Gorgon. That's kind of... Maybe that's one that a lot of people don't know as much, but both are... And with with Hammer, there's a lot of gothic imagery. And I th- both of those movies... And uh, so, yeah, um, both of those movies are great. Uh I, I like I said um the color is amazing uh the, like the design I know some people don't love it as much I really love the design of the gorgon itself in that movie and like just the thought of a creature turning you into stone yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't like the design but I think the colors especially towards the yeah. end of that film it, it yeah are beautiful it's it's eye popping absolutely with brides of dracula yeah. The colors in that film, that's probably a big, the, one of the biggest reasons why I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's immaculate every, design, immaculate like colors. every shot you see, yeah. one, you could take it and you could hang it up and it would be beautiful, but it's almost like there's three layers of color. So the, those are my two choices. Great, Great movies. Choices. I will speak on one of your choices. Brides of Dracula, I think, has the best version of Peter Cushing as Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. I also think that the ending of that film is the most exciting now, I know the, the ending, and we will be remiss, I will mention, like, Curse of Frankenstein and Horror of Dracula, or Dracula, if you're in England, um, <laughs> are phenomenal films, and get the series started in the right way. I think both of them are excellent, and we're not poo-pooing any of those, Absolutely because not. they're two brilliant films. Um, I think if you look at any, you know, British, you know, poll or magazine, like, they have Terrence Fisher's Dracula as, like, one of the great, you know, British films ever made. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the ending of Brides of Dracula, the him curing himself of the bite, and then having the chase scene and, like, fixing the windmill as a cross, I I just thought that was visually interesting. And I think Peter Cushing, like, his physicality, that's a thing. Like, the actors in this film, like, they're so physical in the role. Like, Christopher Lee... I think that's why people remember him so fondly as Dracula because it's really the only, like the first film, it's the only film that he has like so many lines, mm-hmm. um, which really isn't that much. He disappears in the middle of the film to the film's detriment, but uh, his physicality and Peter Cushing's physicality bring a lot to the roles. You know, the ending to Dracula is so exciting with like chasing Dracula to the house, mm-hmm. which is very similar to, you know, the book, of course, and Coppola's Dracula, mm-hmm. you know, with that chase back to the castle. But then you have Peter Cushing and Dracula engaging in this battle where, you know, Peter jumps up and runs across the table and pulls the drapes. Uh, it's very exciting stuff in the way it's scored. Just because it hasn't been mentioned, and you guys mentioned, you know, two of my favorites, I, I do want to talk about Hammer's Mummy. I think Hammer's Mummy film is the best mummy film ever made. I think Terrence Fisher's, um, instead of remaking the original Universal Mummy, which is more of a soft, better remake of Todd Browning's Dracula, um, (laughs) um, they use the Kara story, which is uh, the story for the Mummy sequels in the Universal. 
So it's Karis is the mummy for Hammers, and I think they do a much better job than any others have done with bringing the mummy to life. Christopher Lee doesn't have that much to do as the mummy, but his role is very physical, and there's some really good gags with, like, squibs and stuff going off on the mummy, you know, for the gunshots, which is something you hadn't seen, you know, up until then. It's beautifully framed, and the colors are magnificent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I just love that film. I think it's so great. And since we're talking about uh, these series, and you guys have, you know, snipped some sequels and stuff, Revenge of Frankenstein is a, another magnificent film. Terrence Fisher, which, if you don't know this name, like, he is one of the greats for horror films. Mm-hmm. He made, like, all of the great hammer films are made by terence fisher you might get a few by uh roy ward i think that's yeah baker roy ward baker but fisher he's the name he's the the big Mm -hmm. name there Mm -hmm. and he does all the frankenstein films except for evil frankenstein which is freddie francis who is david lynch's cinematographer Mm -hmm. very cool for his early films and also uh he doesn't do the uh was it The Horror of Frankenstein, which is a parody film made in, I think, 1970. But he does all the ones with Peter Cushing, uh, except for Evil. And Revenge of Frankenstein is the best of those. It's got a very good human story, and I highly recommend it. It's one of those that's in the indicator box set, which if you don't have access to those, I believe Mill Creek is coming out with a box mm-hmm. set later this year yeah. where Revenge of Frankenstein will be a in that. huge box set, if... It's got a lot of films. Like 30 in, movies. Something like that, yeah. Definitely worth picking up if yep. you don't have any of those. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Fisher is a, is a name that um, I have grown to really love over the last few years. Um, just understanding that he was behind a lot of these films and just seeing him work as a director, like, he's just such a talent. And, yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. been a big discovery for me. He, he directed The Gorgon um he you know he did curse the werewolf i think he did brides too didn't he yep he also did one of the best sherlock holmes movies ever Mm -hmm. in hammers hounds of the baskerville yeah it's my favorite version of that story which there's about a billion yep yeah so yeah Uh, excellent director and really you know hammer is their film series it's just a, a lot of fun to go through especially like if you want just a little bit more up, up of gore and a little bit more sexuality, some and, cleavage. Yeah, and yeah, we didn't just, even get into the lesbian vampire run, right? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit more than yeah. what we had to offer here yeah. <laughs> during yeah. the same time period. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Well, moving right along, 1967, we get zombies as we know it. Melanie, favorite zombie movie? Gone. Don Nolan. I'll go ahead and say that that is my favorite, but for day, a second day, Day of the Dead mm-hmm. is is such a good movie. The best visual effects in a zombie film. Yeah, it, it's fantastic, and I I but when you asked yeah. this, I was like, I know exactly that we're all going to say Don, yeah. and that Nolan is going to say <laughs> both, but Dead. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. and the thing about Dead too is like, you know. I love Bubs as a character. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, Do you identify with Bubs? I very much so. <laughs> you know, I love him so much. And I also enjoy uh, the character of 
the lieutenant. I can't remember. I think he's whatever. The bad guy in day, day. Choke on him. Choke on him. You know, he's a really good evil bad guy. And, like, he just has one of Honestly, the best death scenes of all time. you know time. what my preferred would be is watching both of them. Yeah. That's my preferred. Mm-hmm. That's the way you should So you guys papooing night? No, no, it's a great movie. No, it's great. Like, but honestly, obviously. I've seen it so many times, and I, I mean, there's a lot I love about it. But sixty-seven or nineteen ninety, Night of the Living Dead. Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven, but I like the ninety version. I do too. Agree. Yeah, but sixty-seven for sure. And I think sixty-seven, you know, just because of how important of a film that is, not only for his like film history, but also I. Th- Socially and politically, it has a lot going on, mm-hmm. and I think it's a very important movie. Yep. I agree, it's very well directed. But let's talk about Don. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, we just it. I we mean, did just kind of like, yeah, Don's the best, let's move on. Like, um, <clears throat> I like the scope of the film. I feel like while Night of the Living Dead did invent how we feel like communicate and like think about zombies, even up till today, like. I, I don't know about you guys, but zombies are so all over the place. I'm tired of it. I get like, zombie fatigue more than a lot of other stuff. Unless yeah. it has Resident Evil and a controller in my hand, I don't really care about but, zombie stuff you know, nowadays. The thing, I really liked the Walking Dead comic when it started. Like, what I read of it, I really... And which I quit reading it, but what I read of it, I really liked. And I liked the first season of that show. But man, they just really took that... To the limit, huh? Yeah, it, it seemed like they kind of ran, ran out of steam and just kept revisiting the same ideas. Yeah. And for the comic, like, I liked the comic, but once it started getting rapey, it was just like, ah, I, I don't, like, I get it. You know, people are, the, people are the real bad. I don't need to keep doing this. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, I think Dawn of the Dead is such an impressive film because what... Romero, again, he, he does something very much socially that he, he's making a statement at the time as well. He does something for American film while bringing in a certain sense of gore and aesthetics that we I don't think we had seen before in mm-hmm. the genre. And I think that's very impressive. Also, like, the discovery of... Savini is very important in that movie and just I don't know I I, I find it the the music by Goblin is essential like I don't know I I think it's a very important I don't have a nick with I don't either I I think it's it's perfect perfect. it's one of my favorite favorite horror movies or Mm -hmm. just one of my favorite movies in general I I I just yeah it's endlessly watchable as well like yeah Anybody throws that on the TV or if it's on, like, that's oh, like, I'm just going to sit down and watch that. Yeah, like, if you're scrolling through mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's like an hour in, that's okay. I'll just go yep. ahead and watch it. Mm-hmm. I know what happens. Yeah. And I, I know I've, we've talked about on the show before my experience of watching that for the first time. Mm-hmm. But it really is an experience I'll never forget. Just the first time, I, I, I'll never forget the first time you see a zombie take an actual chunk out of a human body. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's your. <laughs> that's the first time I Again, ever saw that's your seed. that. You know, that's your seed. Yeah. yeah. So it's just it'll always uh, be be uh, special for me. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. Dawn of the Dead, 
phenomenal film. But as we move along, Hail Satan, also in 67, I believe we got Rosemary's Baby. This started a run of films where Satan was a very big deal. What is your guys' favorite devil-inspired movie? For me, it is The Exorcist. I think that The Exorcist, in to go ahead of what I just said as far as my title, I feel like we got two runs of Satan through cinematic time because you have that run that starts with Rosemary's Baby in the 60s. I also think The Devil Rides Out is around that time. Yeah. And then you get, like, Exorcist hits, Omen hits, and then you get, like, all these, like, cheapy films that hit that, you know, we get, like, great films like The Devils. We get great films like Ride with the Devil or Devil Rides Out. Devil What's Rides the one with Peter Fonda? Devil Rides Out. Ride with the Devil is the Tobey Maguire. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Devil Rides Out. But then in the 90s, you get another run of Satan films. Al Pacino, baby. Yeah, with Devil's Advocate, <laughs> End of Days. Robert De Niro. Yeah. That's a little bit earlier, but yeah. But uh, yeah, for me, it's The Exorcist. Um, for, for whatever reason, growing up, this film felt taboo. You know, it didn't really get, like, exposure when I was growing up until they did that recut of the film, <clears throat> which is, like, the version you've never seen. So That's the first time. That's when I saw this. That's when I saw it, too. But, um, you know, it, it was, like, this film that you talked about, but nobody ever saw it. It never aired on television. And now, of course, you know, in the last, like, 20 years, I feel like it's been everywhere. Everybody recognizes it as a masterpiece. I think it's one of the best films ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music's phenomenal the performances are phenomenal and like I have an emotional reaction every time I watch that film I think Father Karras's journey is one of the best in cinema like his acting he, is so good I don't know how he didn't blow up as an actor because that performance is amazing he's mostly a stage actor I know he should and have blown up I know that we probably need to be short and succinct for time but I could talk like for two hours on The Exorcist I love it what devil films do you guys like? Okay, so for me, honestly, this is kind of uh, not a trend that I love. I don't know why, but it's like these aren't films that I like. I Yeah, I think The Exorcist is a phenomenal film. I love it. But it's, uh, and like I love Rosemary's Baby. I love all of these films and I enjoy them, but it, they're kind of like, it's not my, my preferred horror stuff. Mm-hmm. I... So I wasn't expecting this, and because honestly, you said things, and I, I couldn't think of anything, because this is all on the fly, by the way. He's just asking us blindly what these things are. Um, I was like, wait, what, do I even have one? Because I don't like The Omen. I know a lot of people love that series. I'm not big on it. Like, it, I, I'll watch it's it. It's America's take on Italian horror. Exactly. I will watch it, and I enjoy it, but it's not something I'm super passionate about. And uh, like you said, The Exorcist, so I'm like, what else? I was like, <laughs> Devil's Advocate? Like, Angel Eyes? Like, what is it? I think the devils is probably my favorite take because the devil isn't really at play there. It's just people being fucked up mm-hmm. and it's like the devil's not even a real thing in it. We are. And I kind of love that take. And also Ollie Reed, that fucking performance is one of my favorites. Father Granger. <gasps> That's that a mustache. perfect movie. Yeah. So I would say that is probably my preferred take on the devil. Tim Russell's masterpiece. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of go in a similar vein as Melanie, and I'll go with two movies. One is The Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think The Wicker Man is a masterpiece. It disturbs me. Like, I watch it. I've seen that movie a couple times. Like, no matter what, um, I'm, I'm as 
like I'm a spiritual person and at the end of that movie like it still just messes me do up. Do you feel dirty? I do. Like yeah. it's just like oh my it, god. Honestly, it kind of like, ha- it almost has the opposite feeling um like we talked last episode about Zodiac. It's like mm-hmm. the same type of feeling but like Zodiac I feel very closed off. Wicker Man, I feel dropped out in the open and weirded out. Yeah, absolutely. And Britt Eklund's naked uh, butt spanking, wall slapping. <laughs> hey, I That's love right. that song. Yeah, I'm it's very, a good song. I'm very yeah. into it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, like just, just the folk music and the folklore and the community of that people in that movie, like them I, driving, like walking yeah, out and yeah. dancing and yes, mm-hmm. I mean it, it's it's all very well done, mm-hmm. and then. The other film I'm going to pick is a movie by Valerian Bravchik called Behind Covenant Walls. And this is a film he did in the 80s, and it has a lot in common with The Devils. It's basically about a nunnery, and what's happened, instead of like, per se, there's an evil force. Basically, the evil force is the church in this instance. Mm -hmm. And it's basically casting out any type of sexual activity and it basically, it's these girls doing whatever they can to find any sort of sexual pleasure. And, like, one of the really messed up things in it is they're taught to just love Christ so much that they have, they're sexually oppressed. And they, like, for instance, they find one of the girls who, like, carves wood and they basically give her like food if she will carve them dildos out of wood with Jesus's face on it and they are effing his face it's a really messed up movie and it's blasphemous in many ways but like it's also like a hard stance on how bad the church can be especially oppressing um Anytime you oppress nature and women in particular, in particular women, and I, anyway, I, I, I'm just I combine that because in a way it is a force of evil, not per se a Satanist movie, but just I I don't know if that makes sense. Evil of the church, yeah, which is what the devils is, right? Whenever it points back to humanity being evil, even though they're trying aggressively. To like rid the world of evil, and it's like you're creating it, which that's like what the he, crusades. Well, crusades, and also just like human day to day. Yeah, yeah. It's just. No, I have a couple questions. Uh, one: Were these Jesus Christ face dildos sanded, or no. is splinters a concern? I'm sure splinters would probably be a concern. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to say is, is uh, I think that's a movie. It, it's it's hard to get a hold of. I think it's on movies streaming library for those of interest um and it it doesn't like fully correspond but i think it's in the realm and i think it's worth mentioning since we're in the the realm and we can't cover everything but i would be remiss to not mention italian horror is a big deal for all of us mm-hmm. do you guys have italian horror recommendations um i will say um just to kick it off my favorite i think is deep red profonda rosa I think it's Argento's masterpiece. It's very operatic. And I think that if you're getting into Italian horror, it's one of the films to seek out. There are more famous films, but I think the music in this film is some of Goblin's best. And I think the set pieces are very striking. 
And I think it's a good movie to get into to like get you in the sense of how they tell their stories, which are very um, loosey goosey. Sure. Be kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who would like to go next. I have a movie in mind. I need to give me one second. I'm going to throw a weird one out there because that's <laughs> what I do. Well, I'll just. I started to look up something, but I'll just say this. I'm going to say two things. And they're both very popular films. I'm not going to try to be obscure. I I think that if you're wanting to get into Italian horror films, there's two films that you need to look at. One is Blood and Black Lace. Because, I mean, for me, that's the quintessential... Colors. Yeah. Um, there's so much about it that's just... It's gorgeous. You, you'll watch it. You've seen it. Um, is it your favorite Bava? Yes. Is absolutely my favorite Baba. Again, I think there's probably more interesting answers, but if I'm, it, that's the answer for me. There's and, nothing wrong with mainstream answers. Well, and see, here's the other thing. Baba's great. I think that Suspiria, again, it's his, it's Argento's most famous, but and I, I think that he has better films. I think Tenebra and Deep Red are better, but I, I think Suspiria is is must watch. If you're, if you're delving in, if you haven't seen anything, I do think that's one of those things that you have to watch. The soundtrack is amazing. Mm-hmm. And... It's a quintessential horror it's film. A, yeah, absolutely. So if you've never seen it, you need to watch it. You need to watch it loud. And on a big screen. Absolutely. Okay, uh, I'll go with one not-so-obscure and one obscure. The first and foremost for me is The Beyond. By oh, Fulci. Absolutely. That is one of my favorite horror films of all time. Nolan's a big Fulci fan. Yes, he is one of my favorites, and that movie. This is masterpiece. It is. It's his. It, I agree. I think it's his best movie, and it's great. Great effects. Great music. It's freaky, great colors. Great colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, love that movie so much. Mm-hmm. So I would highly recommend that. The one that I'm going to be going to be a little obscure on. This is a Jalo from 1968 called Death Laid an Egg by Guglio Quetzi. Oh, this is a good one. <laughs> yes. This is a weird fucking it, movie. It is one of the strangest movies I've seen. Have you I've seen this, Stacey? Nope. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a Jalo of sorts, but that does it's a, no it's justice a, it's a, for it. Yeah. But it is a strange movie. The editing is super strange. The rhythm is strange, but it all works somehow. Um, very so stylized. It is. Very, very stylized good. movie. So check that one out if mm-hmm. you get a chance. Excellent. I like all these picks. All right, so now we're coming to the time in American film, the slasher. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of our favorite genres of films ever. Mm-hmm. It has spanned, depending on when you like count the first slasher, the, the majority of American film became famous with Halloween, but before that you had instances of Psycho, Peeping Tom, Black Christmas, maybe Dracula, Prince of Darkness, if you're looking at structure. I definitely would uh, make an argument for that. But um, what is your guys' favorite slasher film? What's your favorite slasher um, villain, like character? Mm. Because I feel like the villain themselves, especially when you get into the series, that's... Maybe that should be a separate question. I don't know. But um, we'll go ahead and cover it together. Okay. So this begs a different question. Uh-huh. Because the way and I am not right in this. I know I'm not right. <laughs> I am fully aware of that. I've had conversations with many people. I know I'm not right. 
I view slashers differently than other people do, I think. I do not consider Freddy Krueger or any of the Nightmare films, except for the first one, maybe the second one, not even the second one, the first one, sure. I don't consider those slasher films. I understand that he's consider considered a slasher icon. I don't consider those slashers. So for me, it totally takes out one of my favorite horror franchises, personally. So what I would say, I think the best slasher villain is Michael Myers from the original Halloween. I don't think there's another answer for that. I think that's it. Now, my favorite slasher series, true slasher, is Friday the 13th. Absolutely. I think, the, I think that entire series, mm -hmm. for what I believe to be slasher films, I think it's the best. I like it more than the Halloween films overall. I don't think there's a better slasher film than the original Halloween, though. Yeah, uh, I was like the Friday films. I enjoy them. There's there's like a couple of them that are not my favorite, but like I they're still, they're still fun to like, watch. They're entertaining. Yeah, and like even the ones that a lot of people don't like, like like the seventh one, I love. Like there's a lot. Like I just have a good time watching them. I think number four, like a lot of people, is my favorite. Like mm -hmm. I think that movie is so good. I really like the first Scream movie. Mm -hmm. Like, that movie is really great. Going postmodern on us. Postmodern a little bit. Uh, Wes Craven reinvented the genre like three different times in his life. So, I mean, and he did it with that. Uh, I really like The Burning. Oh, I love The I Burning. I think that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And the effects by Savini are excellent in that movie. And I like the kids. Like, there's a young... Uh, Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. <laughs> no, the cast of kids, like, it, yeah. they're, it's funny and entertaining. It is. And uh, the gore is, it's messed up. Yeah, so uh, that those are two that just pop to mind without, I, I I would like, I wish I was thinking about this one a little more, but those will, those are a couple that come to mind right offhand. What is your favorite slasher film? Scream? My, my favorite slasher film. I, I think I know yours. I thought it was Texas Chainsaw. Oh, well, yeah. Why did I... See, that's... Mm -hmm. I'm off, out of my head right Texas Chainsaw is... Yes. That is the best slasher film for me. The And that is, like, a, I think one of the greatest movies ever made. Mm -hmm. so, oh, I absolutely agree. That, yeah. Absolutely. Hands down. I should have... Because Texas Chainsaw... I'm that, glad... That, I'm sorry. No, 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 no you're, you're glad that he's here to I'm, moderate us? <laughs> well, yeah, because... My mind just was not... No, but... Well, and I know that's one of your favorite films, and Melanie named my favorite horror film. Like, for me, like, Halloween is the greatest expression of horror ever committed to film. I think that film's perfect. It is one of those, like, films that I watch every single year. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think everything about it is perfect, be it the kids. Michael Myers is the best best slasher well, villain and i feel like sometimes the three of us on stuff like this stuff that's like well established it's almost like talking into a vacuum because yeah it's because, like talking like, about honest, how good yeah. jaws or godfather because right it's, it's like, like yeah obviously it's yeah. like on any given day we could be like man texas chainsaw might be one of the yeah. greatest movies ever made like, uh-huh just in general well, and, not and, even talking about horror just in mm -hmm. general and for me mm -hmm. like i honestly think it is a toss-up like you know, Halloween is my favorite horror film and the greatest expression of horror, I think, committed to film. But I think Texas Chainsaw is right behind it, conveying terror. Yeah. I I was going to say, I, nope, I'm not going to say that because I immediately I had the thought and then I disagreed with the thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, though, for my favorite series, 
for horror. I think that Nightmare on Elm Street. I took it out because I don't think that Freddy Krueger is a slasher. I think it's the most solid slasher series ever. I think that it is a better franchise as as far as consistency with quality. I think it is better than any of the Halloween, like Halloween or Friday for me. because And a lot of people shit on like the last three films a little bit. But even like the but Freddy movies at their worst the are still doing music. interesting things. Yeah. Like the really only like god awful dog shit unimaginative Freddy Krueger movie is the remake they did. Like that movie is absolute garbage. No, did you see that? I did. Yeah, bad movie. I I agree. Which, you know what? The thing that makes me so freaking mad, because people were mad that they were... I feel like sometimes people have this thing where they're like, remake is such a dirty word, it's disgusting, and like, you can't do this, and it's like, I'm fine with them remaking anything because it doesn't affect me with how I feel about the things I feel about. With that film, no creativity. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make a freaking dream, dream demon that mm-hmm. can do anything in any sort of dimension and galaxy. He can do anything. You're going to make him do n- absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Gags from the first film that aren't as creative. Yeah, that aren't as no. creative and it's just boring. And that's the thing that I love about the series is even when it's stupid, like even when you get like Super Freddy from like the comic book dream, it's the video still... Game you mean? Oh no, you comic yeah, book. The comic yeah, book sorry, one. sorry. But even when you get like these lackluster sequels, these dream sequences have imagination behind them. And you have a lot of directors cutting their teeth on these Nightmare on Elm Street films. Rennie Harlan. Yeah, Rennie Harlan. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Frank Darenbot's, uh was it Chuck Russell? Yeah. Who did the Blob remake. And I think the Nightmare series, like, maintains its quality. And, you know, Nolan cited Scream earlier with Wes Craven reinventing the slasher. But I feel like he hit postmodernism mm-hmm. in slasher films with New Nightmare. Mm-hmm. I consider we we had this talk and like I there are slasher icons because I feel like um, like I feel like people throw like Hannibal Lecter as like a slasher yeah, icon and, consider- and that those aren't slasher films to me. Um, I don't even think Psycho is a slasher film I really. Yeah, I don't agree. It, it, it's more like Peeping Tom, like an investigation of like you know mental disability and such. Mm-hmm. But in like Hellraiser, I don't consider slasher films because yeah. really. It's not until, like, Hellraiser 3 that you get to a slasher formula in that series. Well, and it's honestly, it's mostly 3 that's, like, that would be the slasher out of all of them, which Nolan hasn't seen, but... True. Yeah. Before we leave the subject, I just want to say that Texas Chainsaw, while later in the series it gets unwatchable, I think the first four for me are a lot of fun. A group setting, and they're... They are fun in a group. It might not be the most entertaining mm-hmm. thing to watch on your own. You might not always be in the mood yep. for it, but if you're watching it with friends, it is entertaining. Not a bad time. At, at least Ken Forey and Vigo are in three. Hey, it's fun. And crazy McConaughey in four, Woo! baby. And that then, leg. <laughs> that dude with like the the weird metal shit on his nipples. That's that right. feels like Hellraiser <laughs> stuff to me. Like the weird shapes <laughs> and like indentations. Well, yeah. while we're talking about this stuff. <laughs> One more thing. I'm sorry. Interrupt. This is the last thing I'll say. I I have been mad at myself for not mentioning it before. But I have to mention also the first two Slumber Party Massacre movies. I love them so much. 
they mean everything to me. Yeah, okay, Nolan's upset because we did a sequel <laughs> episode last year, yep. and he didn't mention I forgot Slumber to mention Party Slumber Massacre, Massacre too. and he had just watched it right before I, that. I was so excited to talk about it, mm-hmm. and I just completely bombed out. So yeah. anyway, love those two <laughs> movies. They are great. Well, to stay sort of on this topic, uh, what's your guys' favorite slasher movie kill? I have mine, but I feel like it might coincide with some of your guys's. Friday the 13th, the headstand kill, him coming down. Oof. That's my favorite. So, okay, I just, I want to go on the Friday the 13th bandwagon here real quick because the wheelchair kill in two. Yes! Yes! That is so good. Yeah. That kill is one of the best ever. I think what works so well with that is that you care about the characters in two. Like, I think two does mm-hmm. a really good job with the kids. Yeah, that, that four does as well, but two, like, I makes them likable. I think two, you like the kids. You have sympathy. Like, you yeah. want him to get laid. That's true. Yeah, and you want that cute little girl yeah. to get with, well, little girl, that sounded weird, but you know what I meant. You want that cute <laughs> right. girl to get with him. Uh-huh. And the wheelchair guy, like, you know, he's so cute. He is a nice boy, and yeah, and he is. You know, I felt bad for him. He felt like and a it's just good a, guy. It is. It's like such a brutal kill for such a good person, too. Like, and I think that kind of does introduce an interesting mm-hmm. thing about Jason, where it's like he's so angry, and it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're actually a good person yeah. or the virgin or anything. Like, you're getting yes. killed. And then obviously, I talked about this movie earlier as well with the burning, like the scene with them on the raft or whatever they're on the fingers getting cut chopped off like just a massacre mm-hmm. like whew, that seems brutal. It's like a salad of bodies yeah it's true you guys i am surprised um okay so for me texas chainsaw massacre the introduction of leatherface oh right? yeah him hitting that guy mm-hmm. in the head with the hammer and then him shaking and him shaking and then the slamming of the door and the music yeah. cue hits for me, that is the most effective kill I've ever seen in cinema. Now, if you were asking me the most terrified kill, that would have been my answer. Because that's the most terrified I've probably ever it's seen. It's like in that, a and then, like, seeing that for the right first after time. that, probably Alien, like Dallas mm-hmm. in the air oh, ducts with yeah. the, the hands out. Like, that's so good. Mm-hmm. But for slasher film, I, I, we would be remiss to not mention the marvelous effects in The Prowler from Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. I think that one dude getting stabbed in the fucking head mm-hmm. with a knife and that gag comes back later in the movie, mm-hmm. I think it is one of the best looking, most realistic kills mm-hmm. I've ever seen in a film. Which, again, we all love yep. like 80s horror specifically, yep. but we love slasher films. We could do like an, we could do an entire podcast just talking yeah, about sure. this. Oh, yeah, sure. So, I, I just wanted, we're just riffing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, another big thing, you have something? I have one more answer Okay. for this. Just hit the top of my head. Uh, the knife to the mouth in Psycho 2. That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's really good. That killed. It's a good one. So, we're, we're also talking about, um, started talking about remakes and such. What is your guys' favorite horror remake? There have been a ton of them. They've been doing them since film has began. I mean, you know, film begun with... Frankenstein and, you know, Dr. Jekyll being remade a dozen times, you know, with John Barrymore and such, you know, and those that came after. Uh So for me, my favorite horror remake ever, are you looking at me angry because you know what it is? Were you going to say The Fly? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Well, 
me and Nolan already did a full episode on John Carpenter's <laughs> The Thing. I know, because it is, you're going to say The Fly, which is my pick, or you're going to say The Thing, which is my pick. So, it's those two. They're both... No, those are, are they both your pick two known? I mean, I think those are the best. So those are those are the two probably right answers. Mm-hmm. I have a very obscure pick that I can got? go with. Um, I just again, I'm I'm going with my man Barovchek here. I just watched this for the first time a few months back. It's the strange case of Doctor Jekyll and Miss Osborne from 1981. So this is a take on the Jekyll oh, and Hyde story. You told me about this a few I months ago. I really yeah. like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it. Basically, uh, our main character takes his potion. He's played by. Uh, give me a second. I'm sorry. Uh, Udo Kier. Uh huh. Played by Udo Kier, and he basically turns into a rapist, a serial killer. So there's this party at a mansion. He's supposed to be getting married. And he basically drinks this and he's going around killing off people that are at the the wedding party that he knows. And also he is doing awful sexual things as well. And I won't say anything more. But it is a crazy, crazy movie that I very much liked. Excellent. Yeah. So there's there's an obscure answer for everybody out there. I think that I'm not going to put literary examples because I feel like with books, and I'm not like poo-pooing your pick. That's something that like people probably yeah. haven't heard about. I was just trying to think of one off the cuff, you know? Yeah. And me and Nolan did an episode on the thing, like Carpenter's thing. And obviously everybody here, probably everybody listening, honestly, knows that that film is a masterpiece and one of the great films in American filmography. Uh, the Fly, which I imagine we will probably do at two or point. three hours on yeah. at some point. The Fly, I think, is one of the great romances in American cinema. I think be- there is a subgenre of the subgenre that I love, which is romantic horror films. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the absolute best. I love this movie, and I think... Gina Davis and Jeff Goldblum, the fact that they were a real-life couple, too, it kind of adds to that chemistry, and it's, there's something really, I don't know, there's just, not that, like, there's plenty of good actors that, actors and actresses that can act like they're in love and and be fully committed to that, but there's just something that's so special about that film. Yeah. Another one I'll give a quick shout-out to that I know all three of us really like is The Evil Dead remake oh yeah which yeah. i think we've talked about on this show before there's a but... lot of people that don't like that film and i do not yeah. understand that film is awesome i think it's one of the better modern horror films honestly like even if you just take it on its own like i think it's some gnarly really interesting shots and some nasty stuff yeah i like that movie a lot yeah. so yeah. were the 80s like like that was the high time for horror remakes mm-hmm because you have the thing, a, the fly, the blob. There's a lot of things that people don't realize are remakes. Yes. I mean, right, the be- a big one right before mention. the yeah. 80s, you get that uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, yeah. the Philip Kaufman film, mm-hmm. which is... I That remake's great. Yeah, it's so fucking good. It, yeah, I like that more than the original. You got Toby Hooper doing Invaders from Mars, I think, right? I believe that's he right. He did that with Canon Films. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um... So many good remakes in the 80s. Well, we should do a Canon Films episode at some point. That's true. All right. So, to close this out, I know that we've talked a lot about genres and such, but 
some of the spookiest things for Halloween time are ghosts. Do you guys have ghost films to recommend a favorite ghost film? Right. Uh, this is not the scariest by any means, but just for the the fall, you have to watch Ghost Story. You have to watch it. <laughs> With all these classic actors With in all it. these classic actors and just an amazing falling scene. Nice. Yes. That's, we're not going to talk about what it is. They can watch it. They can figure out for themselves. So Ghost Story for you. Uh, I just... It's such a weird film. It's not my favorite, but I, I, if you're asking me to recommend something that I think people probably haven't seen, it's a little bit lesser. It's known, but it's lesser seen. Ghost Story. My mind is not working. What's the... Ghost. No, what's the uh, the name of the film that uh, Bly Manor is doing from the 60s? The, the Innocence. Innocence. Oh, yeah, The Thank Innocence. You. Oh, I would like to say another thing. You go first. My favorite ghost film is The Haunting. The original Haunting. That's your favorite? That's my favorite. Yeah. It freaked me out the first time I saw it. And you I know think what? The Spiral Staircase is super creepy. I was trying... I don't know... I. I don't know if I've seen that movie or not. I was trying to think about it the other I day. I really like it. It's the great Robert Wise. Right. And and I don't I see if, if that's one we haven't watched in a group, then I don't think I've seen We it. haven't. That's one I need to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick is The Innocence, directed by Jack Clayton from nineteen sixty one. This is a telling of Turn of the Screw short mm-hmm. story. And yes. a lot of people will know that short story right now is it's in popular culture with Bro, they call it a novella. A novella, I'm sorry. With uh, Netflix's uh, Bly Manor right now, which I was not the biggest fan of. Man, you know what? If we can just talk for a second about The Haunting of Bly Manor, mm-hmm. just real quick. I know there's probably a lot of people that haven't seen it that don't care about this. You can skip ahead mm-hmm. like 20 seconds. That It made me so angry because it made me love all of those characters and it told me a bad story. True. I loved those characters. Owen and Hannah. Hannah's great in that. It, and Owen is too, but yeah. I loved Hannah. Her, how she was dare probably you? one of my favorite characters. Yeah, how in dare that you show. make The me, acting's great. Yeah, how dare you make me love the actors? And It's actually shot pretty well too, for yeah. the most part. I mean, I love every actor that's on that. I loved It was and a what, bad song, Petey. Yeah, you wrote a bad story, mm-hmm. guys. So yeah. disappointing, especially since that first season of Honey yeah. of Hill House is so great. Yeah. Disappointing. So if. If anybody's interested in a in a different retelling of that story, Ooh. check out The Innocence. If I can name one more thing, I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. The Woman I got in one Black. More. The Woman in Black is... It, I think they just released a Blu-ray or it might be coming here soon. Um, I think it's already out overseas. The Woman in Black is a very... You're talking about the original, the not original. the Harry Potter one. No, 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 no. Not Daniel Radcliffe starring. Uh, <laughs> it is a very creepy film. There is one shot in particular that I think if you're lying in bed at night and you just kind of have a flash of you're like ugh, it's very creepy and i think the innocence does that as well yeah so yeah uh just a few quick ones real quick do we do we consider the shining a ghost story that's what i was gonna say i'll let you talk you guys okay did not i'll let you talk about it i'll just i got one more i'm gonna mention and this is kind of a more lesser known this is uh from 2003 called Tale of Two Sisters, directed oh. by Kim Ji-woo. That's a great it's film. It's a Korean flick. and uh, There's I a really bad movie. remake of it that yes. America did called The Uninvited. The Uninvited, yes. You should watch this one instead. Yeah. So this is a uh, yeah a really solid film. The Japanese and other um, Asian markets during film, that time yeah. were making great fucking ghost stories. Yeah. Great horror films. In fact, 
you'll probably listen to this and think, why didn't they cover this on the Halloween Hullabaloo? Well, the reason is time, and I have to pee very badly right now. And also, we have been recording for like five hours. And we weren't given these questions beforehand. This so is we're true. doing our best. I here. have a lot more that I could ask, nope. but th- we're not. For me, I think The Shining is one of the greatest ghost stories. You know, it, while it is a ghost story at heart, it's also, you know, about a man losing his sanity. And, you know, Jack's performance, or, uh, yeah, Jack's performance isn't my favorite. Like, I think he's good once he's unhinged, but I think before that, like, he's already unhinged. No, that's the problem for me, which we, I'm sure we'll cover at some point yeah. in the future. I think that Shelley is the better performer. In if you're film. looking for modern scares, I think the original Conjuring is quite excellent. It is James Wan's expression of a classical style of horror film, and I think that he does a very good job with that. I think the scares are very reminiscent of, you know, Clayton's style with The Innocence, mm-hmm. um, the way that he uses um, distance and perspective, and I, I think The Conjuring's really fucking good. Can it I got see, an R rating for being scary. Can I say the funniest thing from modern horror for me personally is Insidious 2. Whenever Patrick Wilson mm-hmm. throws mm-hmm. a tea kettle yeah. or a pan, I'm not sure which, at Rose, You know it's head, cast iron. Yeah. When he throws that at her head and she just goes down. It's really funny. Like mm-hmm. a porcelain doll. I laughed so hard really that good. I had to pause the movie and rewind it, watch <laughs> it again, and then laugh some more. I and cried. Then I, and then I continued mm-hmm. watching the film. I like so that. I think if you want to laugh... I'd go Insidious too. There you go. Yeah, if you want to see a little woman getting wrecked by a tea kettle, do that because it's so right. good. Uh, I will say I, I like your Conjuring pick very much. I for me, I think that is personally for me the the most terrific film of the last like ten or fifteen years. Our friend Kendra is that also her pick? That would be her <laughs> pick too. I'm sure. Did it wreck her? Yeah, uh, I will say that uh, I have a. A fond memory of The Conjuring, uh, I watched that in theaters with my dad, and we were just two boys freaked out of our minds. I've never seen my dad as scared as... Was he like, like could you tell, like... Yeah, and I, I was, was there like, with Whoa. him, like, we were both just like... Yeah. <laughs> like, there were a few times like with jobs, some of those scares, like, we both just, like, freaking jumped out of our seats almost, but, yeah, so... That's good. That, I, I love, love that. that. Good movie. Good pick. You thought Bathsheba was gonna get you. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Still might. All right, guys. So, because we love women on this show, what is your guys' favorite final girl? Bonus round. My favorite. Yes. What Heather. is the best final girl? You, you said best. I, I don't care. Favorite, best. Heather Lanningham. Okay. Good pick. From the slasher series Nightmare on Elm Street? From the horror films. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. What do you like about Dream Heather? Warriors and New Nightmare. Honestly, I think every... Um, installment of the Nightmare franchise that she's a part of is for the better. I think she, her being a new Nightmare, I mean, oh, and I love that film so much, but it's, I just think it's such a beautiful bookend. Unlike, I love Jamie Lee, and I think Jamie Lee is probably, like, the quintessential final girl. But for me, it's Heather because I just think the bookends of that particular story of Nancy. It's mm-hmm. so good. Well, and like New Nightmare is partially based on Heather's own experience of being stalked mm-hmm. from a fan. Which is terrifying. 
It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say, yeah, Heather for me, for sure. None. Uh, I am going with the only logical choice for myself, and that is Marilyn Burns as Sally from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love that. What do you like about Sally? The, like, all the shit she goes through, like, in that last, like, 30-ish minutes of that movie. I thought you meant just growing up with Franklin. (laughs) That as well. Like, (laughs) but, like, her, like, going through the first dinner, Uh getting caught, going through another, like, and then just, like, all the, like, she has to put her body through hell with all the screaming she has to do. Screaming, like, literally going through yeah. thickets. And just, like, the expression on her face, the, the way she acts. And like the close-up of her eyes. It is pure terror mm-hmm. and chaos. Like, I know that was a hard f- shoot on that film, but, like, you see that in her performance. And just, like, that final scene when she finally, like, realizes that she is getting away and like the laugh cry on her face and then as like Le- Leatherface is just chasing forget how long the laugh goes on yeah you know what I mean yeah. like mm-hmm. it goes on for it, such a long yeah. period yeah gasping for air as well for me it's it's a hell of a performance and it's also the most unsettling end to a movie for me ever cause she's never gonna be the same yeah it yeah. just it dis- it just Freaks me out every time, still to this day. Yeah. I have a few sub picks because I feel like they deserve recognition. I know. The original Scream Queen, Fay Ray, King Kong, she has the best scream. It still has not been beaten to this day. <laughs> like, Fay Ray's scream in King Kong is the greatest scream ever. Also, she had quite the career in the horror films, both being in The Bat and The Mystery of the uh, Wax Museum. Also, Amy Steele. I love her. We all love her. Mm-hmm. Friday the 13th Part 2. I think she is the best final girl in a Friday film. Fool's Day, also technically Yeah, April Fool's Day. Um, she is the final girl in that, even <laughs> though, haha, gags abound. Don't let, don't let on. Um, but she's great. She outsmarts Jason. And I think that... She did it first. Our queen, Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Halloween, she's great. You I know, love her. Something I love about Jamie Lee, which we kind of touched on eons ago in this mm-hmm. episode people like for a while horror wasn't really well loved like by a lot of people like you know in the community i enjoy i appreciate that she it's like her mom was a scream queen she mm-hmm. was a scream queen and even though she went on to do other things she's always come back to the halloween series and she'll talk about it she talks about she it she has fondly. an affinity for it yeah. yeah and she she'll even tell you like horror wasn't her thing like she didn't love horror and she doesn't watch horror films, but I love, and like her in the fog. It's like she has so much prom night. There's so well, much and that that's she does. the thing is, like, she's in so much. Like, you know, Halloween, like, and that's the thing, like, she is fucking gorgeous. Like, watch True Lives of Trading Places. She's gorgeous. And Corey <laughs> in that first film is so, like, plain, plain Jane, girl next door. But then, like, she goes on the. Like, in the fog, she's just like, hey, give me a ride and I'll sleep with you. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's great. Who wouldn't with Tom fog. Atkins? Let's be real right now. It's great mustache. If Tom right, Atkins so. had picked you. Absolutely. Yeah. Tom yeah. Atkins is picking you up off the street. You're like, hey, mustache. Like, and like, you know what? Even though he doesn't have a mustache. I, one. I can get behind this. Like, mm-hmm. I see, you know, I get it. Yeah. But actually behind it. Oh. 
Terror Train, Jamie Lee, mm-hmm. so fucking great. Yep. And I love each time she revisits the Halloween series. I haven't seen Resurrection, so it doesn't count my brain. But H2O, I greatly enjoy that film. And I like the new Halloween. I like Laurie Strode's journey, and I like her house of horrors that she set up. And I think it's awesome. Halloween Resurrection, Bust Arrives. Well, mm-hmm. we love our Scream Queens. We love our horror films. We love Halloween. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you could tell, but Halloween is what probably our favorite holiday i mean it's up there i i love it yeah yeah i love it we love this time of year do you guys have any parting words for our halloween hullabaloo i mean i'm impressed that we got this many episodes in this month like i think we did a good job (laughs) because usually (laughs) you're just proud of us you're like this isn't even about horror yeah we did really good guys we we gave all y'all, a lot of material to listen to, so... That's right. I've done I, a lot of editing. Melanie has done a lot of work, <laughs> and I just, I think, good on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, yeah, uh, I would say just have fun, like, during Halloween weekend. We can't do anything really right now, so, like, just enjoy yourselves. Have some takeout, like, carry-out pizza or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just... Watch some Halloween movies. Drink some beer. Drink some beer. Have some sex. Like, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Also, like, something fun you could try to do is, like, if you're by yourself or with you, like, if you live with some people or whatever, just, like... I just threw the sex thing in there as a joke. You don't have to go deep into it. You know what, Nolan? What I was going to say on to this... Watching stuff remotely isn't bad. No. If you have a friend that doesn't live near you or if, like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us are isolated right now, not doing a whole lot, you can absolutely, and I don't even mean, like, doing, like, a FaceTime or, like, a Zoom, you can just, like, get on a messaging app and message anyone anywhere, start something at the same time, and really enjoy yourself. absolutely. Uh, That is a good thing to do. Before I I interrupted you. Near just interrupted me again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say, the last thing you could do is, if if you're looking for to, like, try to mix things up a little bit, is, like, make your own curation. Do, like, on Halloween or whatever, like, pick five, four or five movies that, like, you haven't seen or that you think would pair well, and just have a, a marathon and just try to have fun and enjoy the day. Yeah. Just switch it up. Use your left hand. Strike two. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, though. I think that this will come out before... Use your left hand. (laughs) Yeah, use your left hand. I agree with Nolan, not you. (laughs) (laughs) I think that even though this Halloween's going to look and feel very different than previous Halloweens, and probably this whole month has been different, I don't think that's any worse. I think that we can still enjoy horror films and spooky season. So I think... I think what Nolan suggests is a great idea. You know, I I really like to use October as a time to watch a lot of horror films that I've never seen before. So I think it's a, a great opportunity for that. And especially since you don't have parties you're going to, you're not trick-or-treating, mm-hmm. why don't you just throw on some more films? Absolutely. I have to pee so badly. We're closing. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, this has been a fun episode. Stacy, thank you. Uh, you can find us on Cinema Parlor on Twitter. You can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Spotify. 
You can find me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Chuck Madden Jr. Stacy. That's Clover84 on Letterboxd. And Melanie. Plastic Werewolf on all social media that you can search. And also, if you have any answers you'd like to respond to any of the questions that Stacy posed to us, definitely hit up our social media. Absolutely. We want to know your picks. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Have a great Halloween and rest of the month of October. Goodbye, y'all. Stones quake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts are out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. Or a silly spook may sit by your side. Shrouded in a dark disguise. They pretend to terrorize. Grim grinning ghosts are out to socialize. As the moon climbs high over the dead oak tree, spooks arrive for the midnight tree. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes. Start to shriek and harmonize. Grim grinning ghosts are out to socialize. When you hear the knell of a requiem bell, weird ghosts dream where spirits dwell. Restless bones etherealize. Rises spooks of every size. <laughs>